Hi, everyone, and welcome to In the Red Zone, the NFL podcast. It's part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 Network. You can listen to all of our episodes at totalsports247.podbean.com. You can also follow us on X at Total Sports underscore 247. We're very active there with our own bet recommendations as well as recommendations of accounts that we follow. Lastly, we have a newsletter, weekendweekout.substack.com. Consider subscribing to the newsletter for exclusive recommendations you won't find anywhere else. On today's show, we have a guest. Now, you may be familiar with our guest because... He was a great source for our preseason NBA podcast. His name is Craig Castriano, and you can find him on X at Fred Dinger 23. Craig, you want to give a little bit of an introduction to our audience and talk about why you're here today? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, long time Total Sports 24-7 listener. First time live. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been around the fantasy landscape and the gambling and landscape for probably 30 plus years, but I've never gotten the chance to do something like this. So I'm excited about it uh, here today to talk about week one of the fantasy playoffs. I have four fantasy play, uh, fantasy football teams myself. Don't tell my wife. She only thinks <laughs> it's like two um, and three of them are in the playoffs. So lucky, lucky enough to uh, stay on the track. Um, you know, we talked earlier, when we look at this first week, though, we have a little bit of um, nuance change, right? Like little yeah. Saturday games in the picture here um, mm -hmm. with our Thursday night game. So just like a, a quick note to everybody, I think you want to keep an eye on that as we as we head forward here with injury news, um, playing playing specific folks in your lineup in your flex position. Don't do that early in these early set games because your flex will lock on you. So if you're playing yeah. a guy in those first four games, we want to put him into the running back or wide receiver, or if you have a super flex, you know, a quarterback type slot. Um, and because some of the injury news for Sunday is not going to be available until that morning. Mm -hmm. um, so those are things that um, concern me heading into the week. But yeah, I think we, Let's cover some uh, some of our best matchups here across the board. Yeah. Um, so as we get started here, we'll we'll talk through some of uh, Craig's recommendations for each of the positions, and we'll have a dialogue around who he likes, who he does not like, and potential replacements for who he does not like. And I'll add uh, my two cents as to. Um, some additional players maybe that are not part of uh, Craig's list. So, Craig, do you want to start off with your quarterbacks? Sure. So I think the way we're going to do this is looking at some best matchups out there. We understand that, you know, there's not going to be a lot of you can't just switch uh, switch stud quarterbacks at this point and. Um, this will be more geared towards best matchups. And then if you need to make a decision with a couple of mid tier guys, hopefully some of these names can help you. Yep. Um, uh, so, you know, at first best matchups, you know, looking at it, um, I pulled out three guys that, that kind of stood out to me with Lamar Jackson at, at the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brock Purdy at Arizona. And Matthew Stafford at home against the Washington Commanders. So those three guys, 
I think are going to have could be at the top of the fantasy board for quarterbacks this week when the scoring is all said and done. Um, there are, of course, others out there, but I think those three have the potential to put up the biggest games in the best matchups against those defenses. Um, or those defenses versus the quarterback position is how I looked at it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So some of those, some of the, some of the guys that I would sit this week due to different circumstances. Um, Trevor Lawrence being one of them. Still on that that ankle, we don't know. Um, you know how bad that ankle is going to be. Uh, he did play last week, not too well. Um, still, obviously, Christian Kirk is now out. Yes, and yes. I think it's a tough. Right. And I think it's a tough matchup um, against against the Baltimore Ravens. So, you know, I think that's one guy. Look, if you had another option, um, look to sit along with even Tua. Right. Mm-hmm. Tua is at home, but they're going against the Jets um, against the Jets. And there's a Tyreek injury looming or or, you know, we're not going to find out if he's playing. He's probably going to be game time. Um, if he does go, will he be at full throttle? Um, against a good D and against a good defensive back one in sauce Gardner. So mm-hmm. those are a couple of guys that you look at. And if you have other options or if some guys on the waivers like a Sam Howell or a Will Levis are available, you may want to consider them. Um, you know, it's, it's, you can't, it's, you don't want to get too, you don't want to overthink it, but sometimes you got to go with your gut too. If you think these guys are going to outperform an injured guy or a guy with a bad matchup, you go for it. So that that's kind of my view right now at high level for the quarterback spot. So let's look at some quarterbacks that could be available in some deeper leagues, maybe as far as a 12-team league that could be available on the waiver wire if you have somebody like a Tua, if you have somebody like a Trevor that you may be looking to replace. I'm looking at quarterbacks here. You mentioned Will Levis already. Desmond Ritter is 24% owned on CBS right now. Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, former, but you know, just coming off this player of the week that he just had uh, for the Giants, he's only 12% owned. And then Gardner Minshew for Indianapolis. Do any of those four stand out to you as maybe the top replacement of the four? So again, Will Levis, uh, Tommy DeVito, Gardner Minshew, maybe even Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I think I think Levis, right? We both have him mm-hmm. um, going against the Houston team. They have ranked 23rd against the quarterback position this year. And I think the way Will Levis played on Monday Night Football, now it took a little while, but yep, yep. it seemed like when he was pr- playing free at the end and there was not a lot of pressure, they went and they beat the Dolphins, right? And he threw mm-hmm. for 300. He threw for 327 yards. Yeah. So that would be a guy I'd be looking at, um, you know, paired with Hopkins. They both had really good nights. Um, and again, it's not, you try not to stay with the recency bias just because he did it. Doesn't mean he'll do it again, but he's got a good matchup, Yeah. right? That's what you're looking at. Kind of try to continue the momentum that they built. And Houston, you know, unfortunately is coming off um, a rough, you know, they're coming off some some injuries. They're coming off a bad game against the Jets. And I guess on that note, Zach Wilson had a game against Houston last week. So those are all things that you want to look at um, when when considering him. But it's definitely an option if you have an injured quarterback or someone with a really bad matchup. It's something that you would look to make that change. 
and I think that's a good point with Levis and Hopkins, right? So you might want to look at your full roster composition when thinking about who to pick up off waivers, right? Like if you have Hopkins already, then maybe it does make sense to get, like, like if you have Trevor Lawrence and DeAndre Hopkins, right? You might want to drop or sit Lawrence and get Levis to pair him with Hopkins, right? Just so right. you have that yeah. sort of matchup where you have that in your lineup so you can, you know, get those touchdowns and get sort of multiples on, on some of those plays. Right. Agreed. Okay. What do you got in the running back position for us? Running back again, it's, you know, it's some names that we all know um, best again, best matchups. It's, it's not only are they, they chalk a little bit here, but they have the best matchups. Again, you go look to McCaffrey, right? Yeah. The, Probably, you know, top three fantasy player this year scores regularly. Um, he's at Arizona. Uh, Kyron mm-hmm. Williams versus Washington. And then Bijan Robinson, uh, Matt Carolina. Um, he's been coming on. They give him a little bit more playing time. He's got a really good matchup. So those are, again, just matchup, guys matchup. They're, they're no brainers. You're starting them in your fantasy team. You're not replacing them. But, you know, like we talk, we'll talk later about props, guys mm-hmm. you will get for props, uh, DFS if you play. So things like that. Um, those are the three. And there's more, but we're trying, you know, again, boiling it down to a, just a, a small set sample size here of, of, of players. Um, and then in the sit category, you know, just again, based on tough matchups, um, two guys that stood out to me were Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. um, at New Orleans. And mm-hmm. also uh, Kenneth Walker um, against Philly. I think that, you know, Saquon, again, that's a tough matchup. Kenneth Walker, been injured. Philly's yep. tough to run on. Yep. If you're going to beat Philly, you're throwing the ball. So those are just two that, again, are probably during the regular, the course of the regular season, maybe guys that you plug in regularly. Yeah. But yep, yep. But for this week, for the playoffs, not the playoffs, focus a little bit more. Think about it. Think it through. Right. Um, so let's go through who you might want to replace those guys with. Sure. So a couple of guys that stood out to me. And again, every league is going to be different with percent owned, right? And, yeah. and who is out there yep. um, at this juncture. Because uh, a lot of people carry handcuffs and what have you, but if Ty Chandler's still out there um, mm-hmm. in your league, um, I think that he would be a great add. And along with maybe someone who is just getting picked up now, Chase Brown uh, for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So I know Minnesota is a tough matchup for running backs, so we are looking at those. But also Chase Brown is, I've seen him, uh, got to see him the last few weeks just highlights or whether it be watching the game or on red zone, he's explosive. He makes yeah. big plays. Um, he caught a screen pass last week for a touchdown. Um, I believe it was a screen, but it was a, it was, it was a pretty good explosive play. Uh, um, so those are just two guys that, that stood out again. Every league is going to be different. Could be 10 team, 12 team, 14, 14 team. It depends on who's out there, but those are a couple of names. I think that, could be on your waivers. So uh, another team I wanted to bring up here for the purposes of their crowded running back situation, and if you have a preference, is the Bears. So they're at Cleveland, and listen to this. Their own stats on CBS right now. 
We've got Khalil Herbert, who's owned at 70%. We've got Deontay Foreman, who's owned at 62%. We got Roshan Johnson, who's owned at 60%. So clearly, fantasy players don't know what to do with these three running backs who are all one competing for carries with themselves and two competing with Justin Fields. So do you have a lean on any of these three or are these just all avoid in general? You know, I would like, I would, I would say to stay away, avoid, um, especially against Cleveland, right? Cleveland's probably top 10 in, yeah. against running backs. Um I thought Herbert would be getting more touches, but I believe last week he only got three touches. So mm-hmm. I I would stay away. I think it's gonna it's if they do score, it's gonna be because of Fields. It's gonna become be because of DJ Moore. Um, Komet maybe. I think Komet players like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's too tough to call. Like if, if you're making, I'd rather have Ty Chandler or Chase Brown. I'd rather mm-hmm. put Chase mm-hmm. Brown in there. Um, as someone who may get 10 touches um, and be explosive rather than go with one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move into the wide receiver position. What do you got for us? So wide receivers. um, Currently I have, again, a little chalk here for the, to start, but Cooper cup. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason why I mention him is it seems obvious, but week seven through 13, it wasn't obvious. He, I feel like he fell out of fantasy sort of must start during yeah. that time period. Yeah. Elite um, fantasy status. Right. So now he's back. Uh, I think like after last week, Stafford's on fire. Um, I think that you, you obviously it's, it's, he's sort of, you know, he's in a great matchup spot. Chris Olave against the giants. Um, Zay Flowers um, against Jacksonville. And, you know, a couple of sort of honorable mentions go a little further. I, I do think that the Eagles wide receivers break out this week um, Okay, against Seattle. Um, I do like sort of their offense overall or Hurts and the wide receivers. Um, and then um, Cortland Sutton is another really good matchup that you know, if you're only starting two wide receivers, he may not play every week for you, but definitely look at him. Yeah. Yeah. Look at him this week. Guys that um, you know, just staying away from right now is Keenan Allen. Um mm-hmm. Thursday night football, short week. He's he's injured. He's got the new quarterback. I think if he's a go, he's gonna get his targets. Um, he always does, but it's too too much of a risk right now at this point, unless you hear more about the injury. Yeah. Um, and then sort of, and then I had Calvin Ridley listed as sort of a stay away because, again, a good D, <clears throat> and he tends to disappear. Um, if he, you know, if it's between Keenan and Ridley, I'd start Keenan. Um, if he's a go because of the targets, Ridley's not that much of a certainty. Um, to still be involved. He he's not Gabe Davis disappearing, but he does disappear. Can I bring up a a stay away from me as well? George Pickens. I just there's something there with him, his attitude. I don't think that Pittsburgh has a very good passing offense anyway. And 
he's bringing that team down. It feels like, you know, Pittsburgh's coming off a loss to New England before that. They lose to Arizona. Like, I don't know. There's there's a there's a vibe and an aura around that team right now that tells yeah. me to stay away in general. So Pickens would be on my list. You know, he's he's someone who is likely owned in all leagues and probably right. somebody you would insert fairly regularly. But for me, I don't even care who they're playing. Like I know they're playing the Colts, but like yeah. it wouldn't matter to me who they were playing. I would sit him. Right. Right. The chances are higher that you're going to get some low numbers than you're going to get that breakout game that you kick yourself, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Deontay Johnson is similar um, across, you know, just across the uh, the field from him. So, I agree there. They haven't proven much. Colts, Colts aren't the best defense, but no, I agree. Um, you know, and then what could let's look at waivers. Um, Again, with like just looking at 72% own here, mm-hmm. um, or actually Jaden Reed is a little bit higher on now, but yeah, Jaden Reed, if he's still available, you know, someone to grab, so or just someone that if you want to think about it this way, that you might not play regularly, but yeah, right, should definitely get your attention, mm-hmm. um, versus Tampa, and then Jerry Judy, who is 72% owned in CBS, I mm. think that. I think it. I think that if you're gonna, if he's gonna have this game this year, it would be against Detroit. Um, inside, Denver's playing well. Um, yeah. You know, they're a little bit more of a control ball control offense, but Russell's he's still throwing it. You know, he's still taking some deep shots. I think Judy had a couple on Sunday. Um, so I just think it might be a matter of time. Again, someone to consider if you're in a tough spot. So someone who's climbing up um, waiver wire claims is Odell Beckham. Any thoughts on him? Um, I do like him. Yeah, this it, yeah. it, it, it was someone too. it was someone that definitely considered it in this part of the conversation. Um, I do like Flowers. I do like Lamar. I think they're gonna have have a big day. Um, I think, you know, you look at it both ways. They almost let one slip away last week against the Rams, but mm. I think that will work in their favor this week to to actually put together more of a, a solid game all around. Um, in Jacksonville, the way um, their D's been playing, I think that they have a shot to put up put up some big numbers. And they targeted him 10 times last right. week. So. Yep. And, he had a, uh, and he had a touchdown. Yeah, and he had a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that 10 targets will continue. There's, like, oddly, some – you can spread the ball around in Baltimore. It's not That's not necessarily what you think of when you think of their passing offense, but it kind of feels right. that way now a little bit. Well, someone has to take the Andrews targets, right? Yes. Yeah. So that could be – you might be seeing that play out. Um, but also, you know, I think – Something to take into consideration when thinking about everybody on your fantasy team is targets, mm-hmm. and then look to the bigger a bigger number is the 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 over under right uh, the total of games, like always you know are you we keep talking you talk Pittsburgh their totals are in the thirties right like uh, right. that's right it's, you're adding you're already you're already kind of behind the eight ball there if you're playing guys in low scoring games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of like volume and overall plays, time of possession, all those sorts of things too, right? Right. It's like the way the speed, the way the team plays, the speed, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the speed of their offense. Right. Are they going to run it? Are they 
going to run the play clock down and run it again? Or are they more apt to just, you know, get behind that behind the line of scrimmage and throw the ball? So. All right. We got one more position to cover here. It's the tight end position. So what do you got for us with tight ends? So for tight ends, it's, you know, I think probably the toughest position to um, recommend at this point, right. To to make a change, to make a change. Um, You got to play your guys. Um, Not many, not many people carry a backup tight end or, you know, I, I I never do. do, They're probably not in the playoffs. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you somehow, you know, had George Kittle and you picked up Jake Ferguson, then maybe you, maybe you have to, Um, that's a tough call, but maybe you do, you know, sometimes, it, it it pays pays off to if you can carry one and you have two good ones, fine, keep them away from your opponent. But yep. um, you know, so obviously the the studs kind of kind of rise to the top here. Well, Port has got a great matchup against Denver. Yes. And Hawkinson on Saturday against Cincinnati, I believe, is another good matchup. Um, probably Nick Mullins at quarterback. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I I think both of those guys. Um, but then, you know, another guy to look at for sure is David, uh, Njoku, right. Um, really good matchup against the bears and the chemistry with Flacco has the last couple of weeks, you it's taken off a little bit. I mean, he had, again, you don't want to go recency bias just cause he had a good game last week. Um, yeah. that's not why I think, I think momentum here continues. It's a good matchup. Flacco likes him someone that you want to consider. So and he was dominant in that game. Like if you watch some of the highlights and some of yep. his catches, like he was running over people. Like he was, yeah, yeah. he was, he was easily like that tight end one. That was him. Yeah. Now one was a great, it was, I think it was a short yardage touchdown. Like there was a short yardage play that they, they ran a play action or yep. a fake and he was behind the defense gone. Right. But mm-hmm. Again, they ran that play to him. Um, you can't take that away. But yeah, he had eight targets, six catches, I believe, over 90 yards. So again, it's not because he was good last week. It's because I think he'll continue to be good again because of the matchup. Um, and then just the guy to stay away from just because the situation has changed and is a little bit of an injury. I have Kincaid as yeah, yeah. someone who's been good all year, but now Knox is back. The Dallas D has been pretty good. Um, and I, and he's, and he's banged up. So there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot there that's going against him. Um, as far as someone who you may, it would have been a easy plug and play throughout the year. Um, or, it could, or it got to be to that point, but now someone you may want to consider getting another piece in there. Um, like, and as Isaiah likely is yep. someone I have mm-hmm. and I'm just realizing how high I am on the Ravens this, this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, likely, I mean, he, he, uh, you know, he, he is getting most of those, um, Andrews touches. Right. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it makes sense to be high on them this week. Doesn't I think, yeah. I mean, that's where kind of the data sends you your kind of any eye test, right. You know, yep. it's, it's all there. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at. I don't know how many now. Maybe he was still available before last week, but now how many people have already 
right scoop them up on your waivers or if your waivers run tonight then you know it might be someone that's still out there so going back to the dalton kincaid if you're desperate at tight end do you pick up Knox because he has shown an ability to score like he did last year a lot like he was a Right. One of the favorite red targets of Josh Allen. Is is he somebody where if you're in a bind, you just kind of cross your fingers and hopes he gets some red zone targets in this game and can get you a cheap score? I in a in a, in a real bind, yes, but I think it's still a tough matchup, right? Yeah. Um yeah. you know, I I would I would think that you may want to lean towards like someone like a Kate Otten or okay. a, a Tucker Craft or Green Bay, who's been really finding some, um, I believe, consistency with Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, you know, I think at least getting some targets, a handful of game, um, three to four catches, and you know, a chance to score like a red a red zone target, someone like that. Again, that's a bind, but. Yeah, I would I would try to get someone I would try to get a craft or a Kate Otten in my lineup before I went with Knox, because you could be in the place where they can Kate and Knox both are playing and both seeing time and that mm, can get mm-hmm. and that can yeah, yeah get frustrating. Okay, so let's move on to uh, some of the Thursday and Saturday games. So we're going to go through each of these games one by one. If we have a recommendation on the spread or the total. We will go ahead and make that for you. And we have some player props that we're going to go through for each of these games to hopefully win you some money this weekend. So we'll start with the Thursday game. I'm looking at the DraftKings odds for these, but we'll try and make some best recommendations as we go through each of the player props. So the game between the Chargers and Vegas. Right now, the odds on DraftKings are... Vegas minus three with the total at 34. So, Craig, do you have a play on this game? And if you don't, what are some props that you have that you like here that are currently posted? Yeah, so two ideas for this game. I do have a gameplay. I do like Vegas minus three. Um, I have I've seen them minus and that's at minus 104 on Fanduel. Okay, so. A little bit better odds. Um, always shop around if you can, if you have access, um, and you're want and you want to have multiple accounts. It's a good way um, to 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 win a little more money or save yourself some vig. Um, but you know, also Vegas. I just, I guess, I'm gonna go towards the coaching matchup, uh, mm-hmm. the situation there. I think Pierce has those guys playing hard, where Staley's. At this point, Herbert's done for the year. Um, it, it hasn't been a good situation there for a while. I just see two sort of leadership groups going in opposite directions, and Vegas has played well since that change happened mid-year, and and, the, and they played hard. So I'm going to go with Vegas minus three in the game. I wonder and... if that herbert injuries like the straw that broke the camel's back with the chargers right it it's like be. they've had so many it feels like we're, we have the same song and dance with the chargers every year where it's like they can score they can play defense and then you look up and it's like but they also lose all the time like well this year they can't play defense but they can yeah. still score and right. it's like 
you feel like they're in so many games. You feel like they blow so many chances. And you're like, when is this team going to turn it around? And then it, it like catches up with them, but like in the opposite way, where it's like you, you didn't take advantage of opportunities that you had to win some games. And now look where you're at. Right. Your quarterback's done for the season. You have no hopes of making the playoffs. Like, what does the future of this franchise even look like? Who knows if Staley's going to stick around? Like, now they're kind of a mess. Correct. Yep. They've been that team for the past, what, two or three years where you look at the Like the game. 20. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah, longer. It feels, like been, it feels like it's been forever that we talk about the Chargers underachieving on the win total. Right. And or you look at their games and you say, oh, they're going to win that game. Why they're going to win. Why is that spread two and a half or why, mm-hmm. you know, like this year's um, bills have been the Chargers for a long time. Yeah. How, however, though, the bills can go bills step up to the tougher yeah. opponents and lose to the, they're currently losing to like the, the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, the recommendation then would be Raiders minus three. Do you have any props on yep. this one? I got one prop that I that I found that I like is is Easton Stick. Speaking of Chargers, is yeah. is over his over passing yards is one ninety yeah. and a half um, on Fanduel, and a couple of things stood out to me there is that it's you know it's a low number and other sites right now are around one ninety nine and a half. Yeah, so, that's what I'm seeing on DraftKings right now. Yeah, so I just thought it was a value play. Um, uh, I, I didn't see much of him come in last week, but I know he threw, he ended up throwing for like 179, 180. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, you know, I think that it's a decent, decent play, especially getting value, getting about eight to nine yards on your play yeah. on FanDuel. Yeah. That, 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 that was my sort of prop that I'm looking at that I'm taking um, on FanDuel. So my prop bet is related to that. It's Austin Eckler over 26 and a half yards receiving. And part of my logic there was that they want to simplify the game for him, right? For stick at quarterback. And Eckler is a great receiver out of the backfield regardless. And so um, I don't know that they'll be taking deep shots down the field to like Quentin Johnson or whoever, right? Like I, I feel like Eckler's going to be that safety valve and I see him playing more than you know, more so I know there's there's been like talk about Eckler like losing time to Joshua Kelly, but like Kelly sucks. So I, I don't I don't know if that's actually going to happen. And you know, he can get 26 and a half receiving yards in like four receptions. Like I, I think that's quite doable for him in this game. Yeah, I like that. Especially no Keenan if Keenan can't go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I like that. But it's funny. We both are down on the Chargers, but are taking two Chargers in our overs yeah, in our prop bet. These lines are so low though. Like 190 something. It's like Yeah, I know. We'll yeah. see what happens. Okay. Game two. This is at one o'clock on Saturday. This is the Vikings at Cincinnati right now the spread is I'm looking again at DraftKings and we'll see if there's other bets you know if 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 we have a plan this game we can make other recommendations but right now it's Bengals minus three juice to minus 118 on DraftKings right now with the total sitting at 40 and a half so Craig I don't remember if you have a play on this game but we know at least we have some props to discuss yeah, uh, no play. I guess the lean would be under um, okay. on there. I think, you know, Minnesota's D's been playing well. 
Um, so I, I, that's my lean. Um, but you know, I think Cincinnati is also, you know, I think they've rallied a bit without Burrow. Um, but that they have, their defense is tough too. So granted Minnesota's offense didn't look good either. So that's sort of where my head is at. I don't have a lot of data because I didn't have a play, but that's sort of my, uh, my lean. There would be the under on that game. Do we have a props bet that we that we like or don't like in this one? I do like um, Hawkinson over 52 and a half receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And I actually found that play on MGM. Um, it was at minus 115. Mm-hmm. I believe some of the other big sites here in Massachusetts um, were at like 53 and a half already, whether it be okay. FanDuel or DK. Uh, so that's that's my prop. For that game, I think um, that that Hawkinson's still going to get his targets and get his yards. So I have props I don't necessarily have plays on, but that I wanted to talk about, and that is with the Bengals offense. So we've got Jake Browning. His pass total right now on DraftKings is 239.5. And okay. Jamar Chase is 65 and a half receiving yards. And when I when I looked at this, you know, my tendency was to lean over on both. And part of the reason was when we look at the Vikings defense, they're kind of middle of the pack against the pass, right? But when you look game by game as to who they have played quarterback-wise, mm-hmm. they have lucked out. They played New Orleans when Carr got hurt, so Jameis Winston was in that game. They went up against Tyson Badgett. I mean, with the, with the Bears, he threw for like 80-something yards in that game against them. They went up against Tyler Henneke. So I can see uh, Browning sort of overachieving uh, this number because I feel like the Vikings defense, some of those stats are like baked in. And um, it's, it's not necessarily accounting for the um, quality of quarterback opponent. So... Thought maybe Browning over two thirty nine and a half might be something to take a look at. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good way to look at it. I would agree. Um, you know, you still have Chase T Higgins. Um, Mixon's playing well. We talked earlier about explosiveness of Chase mm-hmm, Brown, right? Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. that. That could be yeah, a hey, swing. A that could be a swing pass. It doesn't right. matter if he throws it one yard or fifty. Yep, no, that's a fair way to look at it. Um, I, I think that's a good lean um, for him because of the great point you bring up about the quality of quarterback that they've yeah. sort of been going up against. So the line literally just moved. It, it's minus three, but the weighting just moved. It's the minus 115 now at DraftKings. Just literally a live update for the listeners. Got it. So second game on Saturday, Pittsburgh at Indy. We've got... Indy favorite at two and a half with the total at 42. What do you see in this one? So no gameplay here. Um, I could, uh, maybe if you have one, you want to speak to it, but definitely a prop play um, that stood out with Zach Moss Mm -hmm. under, under 72 and a half rushing yards Mm -hmm. um, on DK for minus 115. Um, matchup, you know, matchup base, certainly Pittsburgh defense. Um, but also looking at Zach Moss a little bit deeper, he's only crossed that mark three times this year. He had some yeah. big games early in the year, right? Huge. He 
three big games and then he went for 70 once. And then since he's actually gotten the ball back full time with the Jonathan Taylor injury, it's, you know, it hasn't been much right on the ground. And I don't know if that, you know, the Pittsburgh defense coming is really going to, to change that. So that's, that's my prop play in that game. So the one play that I had in this game was, Zach Moss under 72 and a half rushing yards. So I agree wholeheartedly with that. And basically with everything you said, it's like he was explosive in that first month of the season. But Mm -hmm. since he's come back, he's been more Zach Moss than he was at the beginning of the year. Like that output that he had at the beginning of the year, nobody could have called that. Right. Yeah. But what right. we've seen recently from Zach Moss has been pretty predictable. And I yeah. expect that predictability to continue this week. Does 72 and a half feels high, doesn't it? Feels like, very high. Like, I mean, we know we're taking the under, but I'd expect it to be more around 64, 60. I don't 72 and a half just feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just felt high. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. we're in agreement. Uh, again, that's scary, but we'll, we'll uh, we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. You know, maybe it would have been um, a different amount if like Richardson were at quarterback versus Minshew. I don't know, but yeah, you might be right. I don't know if that's know. the change because, you know, early in the year, you're thinking, wow, this guy, they have Moss and now they, and they're still signing Taylor. So they mm-hmm. know something we don't, right? It's yeah. Jonathan Taylor um, and Zach Moss, like you just said. So, you know, maybe could be legs, could be tired, but it, it's not the same plug-in guy, even fantasy-wise, no, no. that you thought you had at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Okay, last game. This is the 8-15 game on Saturday. We've got Denver at Detroit. This is the uh, Lions are favored minus four with the total at 48 on DraftKings, and it's slightly juiced to the under at minus 112. So what do you have here for Detroit uh, hosting Denver? So I do, I like the over here, um, 47 and a half. I found, okay. um, minus one ten at the time on FanDuel and MGM. Okay. So I did like the over there. Um, and you know, I just expect, you know, inside, um, in Detroit, Detroit can go. I think Denver's offense has woken up a little bit. I do some, I do like some of their players this week, um, against that bad Detroit defense. Yeah. Um, the D in Detroit hasn't been good. Um, no. And I just think that all trends point to the over here. Um, and again, my prop play, Jerry Judy over 43 and a half receiving yards on FanDuel mm-hmm. is my play. It's kind of that's on a whim a little bit. I do just think with the over, Denver's playing well. I think Sutton and Judy both um, have have good games. So those are my plays uh, for that game. I, you know, and then we mentioned Laporta earlier too, right? So I just see some good matchups um, across the board for the game total, and then picking out an over receiving prop um, was the way to go. So I'm going to go over as well with the Detroit side of things, and I like Jameer Gibbs over 26 and a half yards receiving. I look at this Denver defense and. They can allow uh, yards to running backs. When we look at the game against the Chargers, now they won 24 to 7, but Eckler was able to go for 49 yards through the air in that one. 
Prior to that, they played Houston and Cleveland, who really don't throw to their running backs at all. Houston doesn't at all. And then when we look at Cleveland, they had Dorian Thompson-Robinson in that game. So you, and, and any prop bet would have been under on the receiving side for Cleveland in that one. And then prior to that, they had the Vikings and Chandler went for 37 yards through the air. So I think 26 and a half receiving yards is quite doable for Jameer Gibbs. He gets targeted somewhere in the range of like four to five times a game. And so um, with his elusive you know, ability to break tackles and to like be elusive in space. I feel like this 26 and a half receiving yards might hit quite easily in this one. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good play. A good analogy um, on that side of the ball. And then just looking for another data point, you know, on yeah. the Detroit secondary or against a wide receiver position, they're 23rd. Mm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, opponent versus position. So that's, that's something to keep in mind. Okay, so let's summarize our picks here. So for the Chargers and Raiders, what did you have again? What what are your what are your picks for the Chargers and the Raiders? So I have the Raiders at minus three, minus one hundred four at the time on FanDuel. Okay, and I had Austin Eckler over twenty six and a half receiving yards at minus one fifteen. Did you have a prop bet for this one? Yep, I have Easton Stick over 190 and a half passing yards, and that was a FanDuel line um, as well because the others were um, up around 199, right. 199 and a half. Okay, and then for the Vikings and the Bengals, the play that I liked was Jake Browning over 239 and a half receiving yards at minus 115 on FanDuel. Craig, what did you have for that one? I had TJ Hawkinson over 52 and a half receiving yards on MGM. Okay. And then with Pittsburgh and Indy, we both had Zach Moss under 72 and a half yards rushing. Did we have a play on the game for that one? I don't have a game play there. Did you? No, I don't either. I, I, I feel like maybe the lean would be under, but I'm not as confident in that as I would be in probably games that are coming up on Sunday. So I'm I'm going to hold back on that one. And then the last game we had Denver at Detroit. My player prop here was Jameer Gibbs over 26 and a half yards receiving at minus 115. Craig, what were your plays? So I had the over on the game total, a uh, total of 47 and a half on FanDuel and MGM currently. And then Jerry Judy over 43 and a half receiving yards on FanDuel. Um, at minus 114. So that'll do it, everyone, for this episode of In the Red Zone. I want to thank my guest, Craig Castriano. As a reminder, you can follow him at freddinger23 on X. Craig, any parting thoughts as we close our In the Red Zone episode for this week? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, this is... Uh... Uh, been fun and hopefully we could do it again soon maybe next week for week two of the playoffs Mm, let's see how we do this week though very good idea so uh, thanks everybody for listening good luck in round one of the playoffs and good luck with those prop bets that we have for you uh, today this has been in the red zone part of the total sports 24 7 network thanks for listening everybody and stay tuned this week for more podcasts across the sports landscape take care